Welcome to the Honest Business Podcast. This is the show for ambitious, value-driven business owners who are actively building a business that works for them. Hi, I'm Mae James, and I'm here to make scaling your business easier and more rewarding than ever. Each week, we will dive into simple, sustainable strategy and pragmatic leadership discussion to support you as you take imperfect action on your entrepreneurial journey. If you want to stay ahead, exceed your growth goals, and have a purposeful, thriving business, then keep on listening. Hello and welcome back to the Honest Business Podcast. This is episode 41. How are we at episode 41 already? I really do not know what a fantastic episode it's going to be. Full transparency. It is currently very late that I'm filming this at night. I know I need to get this episode out to you before I finish for Christmas. This will probably be potentially the most listened episode of the whole year (laughs) and it might be the worst quality so I apologise now. It's Christmas, I've got family you know, people are having showers, people are doing all sorts. My recording studio, in air quotes, is in my office. I have a separate nook of my office that I do this in, but it is in my house, which is a fully functioning house. So please take that into account. And yeah, we are going to go through today 55 business, industry, predictions, forecasting, whatever you want to call them. These are my opinion. These are what I believe to be true, just to kind of, I suppose, with all of these. I did an episode, I think it was midpoint of the year for this year, for 2022, and I did some predictions and it went down really well and people really enjoyed it. And, you know, I thought I'd do another one today. Before we get into it, just a bit of a backstory. I do, this is part of my day-to-day job in the sense of I do a lot of trend forecasting, I look at a lot of research, I look at a lot of data, I collect a lot of data, you know, I do with this day in, day out, you know, is this my opinion? Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's one person's opinion. Everyone can do their own. Are my predictions normally very strong? Yes. I have a great track record. Obviously, you know, things change. There's things that we will not know is going to happen is going to happen, but this can be a really valuable episode to listen to. Cause I do, you know, I'm generally quite spot on, None of these are massive, huge things. So some of them you're going to listen and be like, oh, okay, well, that's not really anything new. No, it's not. But the point is about whether we're referencing it in the first place, okay? So that will make more sense as we go through. I've got them all on my phone. For those of you who don't know, this podcast is a one-shoot podcast. We don't, it's not scripted. We don't do edits. I rarely have any notes. I do have notes for this because I would forget 55 things. So I do have my phone with me with my notes app up. Um, Hopefully there will be no repeats, but if there is, I am sorry. I will finish this recording this and I'll be like, oh damn, there's more. (laughs) And to be fair, we've, I've cut this down. So it was 70 and then I went, no one needs to listen to 70. So let's go to 55. And even that's probably a bit long. Um, But some of you will be very interested in this. People say to me, you shouldn't do this for free. <laughs> you should do a masterclass or you should do a paid thing. And, and I should, but I like to kind of give this as a free resource and, you know, share it with people and share it with your network and on socials and things um, because I know it can be really helpful. Also, this just to say, some of these predictions are for the online, you know, business space specifically. Some of them are just businesses on a whole. Some of them are somewhat industry specific or niche specific just as a kind of reference point but most of this is tailored to kind of online business or businesses who have an online part of them which is pretty much everyone now right so some of this is you know education type businesses or coaching or consultant type businesses but I'm pretty sure if you're not in that kind of realm or niche you will still find some really great 
key things from this conversation. So without further ado, let's get into it. Can we do this in one episode or is it going to be two? At this point, I really don't know. So let's see. (laughs) If it's got a part one against the title, then we know it's two, but hopefully we can do it in one. These are in no order and I haven't categorised them. And the reason I haven't categorised them is because often I think that then just, it kind of gets too manipulative and I don't want this to, the point of this isn't for me to present to you some kind of full meta-analysis or study. This is me just literally typing in my phone and giving them to you. And so they will be all over the place and some will be marketed and some will be something and some something else. So just preference that and kind of feel into it and take what you need. So number one, YouTube will rise. I really think next year we're going to see more YouTube coming into play. YouTube had a funny time a few years ago. It's then kind of come back. Obviously they've got YouTube shorts, um, but I think YouTube's going to really continue to to take centre stage and to continue to grow, you know, obviously it's got a lot of competition and short form video has, you know, had such a moment and such a rise, but there's still a huge need for YouTube, especially around the world globally. And I really do think it's a, a worthwhile option. I know we have, we started YouTube this year as a business and I did a whole podcast episode about our three month update on that, um, which you can go back and listen to if you're kind of interested in that and the strategy behind it. As I mentioned in that episode, I don't think it's a kind of instant win. I don't think it's a strategy for kind of success in that specific year, but I do think it's a great, you know, option to have and piece of real estate to grow for yourself starting in 2023 and and to continue to grow for years and years to come. Um, We've seen some really interesting things come off that and you know part of the reason we started that in the summer was because I I knew from kind of last year that I felt like in 2023 YouTube was going to be huge some of these predictions you're going to be like eh like some of them will be I'm saying they might start in 2023 but they're really going to grow in x year that's just because I have this weird intuition and I kind of feel into it um some of you will think that's absolutely bonkers and mad and silly others of you will you know, value that. Uh, as I said, I'm normally quite right with these things. So yeah, YouTube's going to be a, a riser. Number two, email marketing will continue to convert highly. This is really key because, you know, YouTube and email are kind of two things that have gone round the kind of cycle of saturation and gone around the cycle of trend and, you know, whether or not it is the desirable thing of the moment. And you know, email marketing will always have its place. It never, ever will not, in my opinion. But I really do think we're going to see this rise of email marketing from a traditional sense of when people were emailing their lists every day and people were having really deep conversations and we're getting replies and we're really focused on building strong connection. We've lost that along the way a lot for a lot of businesses. And so I really, truly believe that that's going to come back with a, a real kind of surge because people still open their emails and I'm the same you know I I buy especially retail you know I'm buying a lot of stuff through email and if it's not in I don't go looking for it but if it's in my email I'll buy it which you know I'm a very aware consumer but I still I don't say fall for it I enjoy it I expect it I want it to fall into my inbox you know I want the discount code I want this thing I want that thing so I really think email marketing, whether you're product or service based, is going to have a, you know, is a real important piece of of your marketing. And I know it's something that people really struggle with, us included. We have, as a business, you know, this year have managed to get somewhat under control in the sense of we've launched the CEO edit and we've done other things. But 
it's a difficult email marketing is a channel that is is quite complex for a lot of people and and finding a way that's sustainable is the issue with the email marketing situation there's some amazing people out there who can can really support you in that but yes that's number two i'm going to try not to go into huge amounts of detail with each of these because otherwise we are going to be here forever but you know what i'm like i like to talk (laughs) i like to talk i like to explain but i probably shouldn't be explaining i should probably just state the thing so number three is high ticket offers will continue to rise now what i mean by that is I think there's going to be a real switch to high ticket. And I don't think we're going to see the full true sense of that until mid-2024. I do think it's going to be a kind of 18-month kind of shift. And not that I'm saying that high ticket stuff isn't selling now. It, It totally is. But I just think there's going to be this real... And I think that's another point further down about this shift to one to one and this shift to one and this really bespoke... Um, intimate support and often that means it needs to be high ticket but also people often kind of want to buy high ticket and you know I'm definitely as as consumers are getting more sophisticated they they really understand that you pay for a reason you pay an amount of money for a certain thing and if two things are priced at one at 500 and one at 15,000 people understand that there's the often the reason why that is is one yes value but also because of the proximity you get to someone so I really think that's going to be huge. On the other side of the spectrum of that, number four, is low ticket offers will also rise. So what I'm essentially saying to you, and I've been saying to people for months and months and months about this whole recession palaver thing, which kind of is linked into number five, is this idea that high ticket will rise, low ticket will rise, the shit in the middle kind of just stays and just is a bit muddy and kind of just lies there and doesn't really sell. Now, all of this obviously is preference with the fact that you can sell anything at any time and people will buy it as long as you are very good at what you do and you have a good marketing campaign and, you know, yada, yada, this is not me saying you shouldn't sell X thing at X price. But what I do think is really important, personally, t- to look at is this idea that, number five being that these two grand coaching programmes or programmes for this or programmes for that, they just won't be as much as a thing, in my opinion. Because people are exhausted by them. And when you spend £2,000 or $2,000 or euros on a specific programme, it can be really hard. Often it's going to be group, right? You're not going to get it one-on-one. So it's going to be a group situation. And there's only so much that they can give you because they're going for scale. Most people, and Can I just say, I'm preferences wise in most professionals, coaches, consultants, educators, etc. Creators, whatever you want to kind of bunch them together as that two grand you're gonna have to have some sort of scale in there so there, there becomes a saturation point and you know we've reached that I feel like we've beyond reached it and we're, it's still kind of going strong but as the kind of this recession hits and, and kind of steadies almost and you'll notice I don't talk a lot about the the you know recession and stuff because I have really strong feelings about it but and maybe we can we can do an episode but I don't I feel strongly about not feeding into the narratives that we are being told and and being kind of fed as a ideology but yeah so three four and five are high ticket offers continue to rise low ticket will also rise and then we're going to have the kind of 2k programs in the middle that just kind of sit there and in my opinion will be the hardest to sell because what people want if you're a sophisticated buyer often is you either want to pay a lot of money for one-on-one bespoke done for you support or whatever it means for you or you want to pay a low amount of money and you want to learn 
and you want to DIY it. This middle section, people are like, well, what are we paying for? You know, this whole rise. We've seen it over a few years where people, instead of paying two grand for the programme, wanted to pay £500 for the curriculum instead of having all the support, yeah? And people were starting selling that. And that was a whole kind of... That was the first phase. I mean, it wasn't. There was something before that, but well, let's not go into that because we will be here forever. But, you know, that was a, a trickle down of that. I argue we've gone past that now and it's a really interesting place to be because I would argue you are better off going low ticket. I mean, I'm always going to say you're better off going high ticket in the sense of, like, if you've got to pick one, just go high ticket, but people don't like me saying that sometimes. But, yeah, so those are three, four and five there's going to be a real interest in demand shift and consumer shift and, and consumer buying behaviour as well. Number six, messaging is going to need to be clearer. It is going to have to be one message. What has happened over the last few years is people have managed to kind of shoehorn three key messages into one overall umbrella message to sell something or to kind of sell their business. And I really believe that in 2023, this idea of having one message and having one clear reason that people are in your world is really important and will really kind of change how, you know, people become successful. Because what's happened is, you know, there was this, and I'm not saying that it has to be a niche, by the way. Don't get this mixed up with like, it has to be a niche. What I'm saying is it has to be a message and the message has to be really clear and the kind of authority has to be there which is the bit that's often missing. So then people kind of stick to one message, but they only stick to it for a month and then they change again. So then it makes no sense. And then people are like, what the fuck is she talking about? And it gets very difficult. Whereas I think it's about refining one message. You know, if you think about recession, again, coming back to that, when you, you know, if you come into recession planning with me, the first thing I sit you down and say is what are we positioning this as? And what are we positioning the next 12 months or 18 months? Because typically that, you know, after that point, the recession can kind of move on. So what are you, what's your key messaging for that specific moment? And if you look at 2023, like regardless of whether it's labelled or not as a recession and what this, you know, statistics are saying, the actual general movement of society is acting as though there is a recession. So you need to kind of really you know, bounce back from that. And I can't go into that without going into a full-on recession talk, but your messaging needs to really resonate and it needs to be specific enough for people to feel something and actually be like, oh, right, yeah, I get that. I understand what the whole point of that is. Number seven, there, I think there's, and I really hope this is going to be a big shift to kind of desire-based marketing versus problem pain point market now let me preference this by saying i don't have an issue with people per se highlighting problems let's say rather than pain points because at the end of the day we're in business right you are solving someone's problem it's a problem to some degree whether or not that's they're dying you know that doesn't have to be the depth and the kind of severity of the problem but we are solving problems so i'm not against completely doing that whole thing what i am against is this manipulative pain point mark and that is you know so far from the actual problem that it's just untrue uncanny but I do believe there's going to be a big shift to you know a much more positive empowering message that's really going to connect with people um which is really important so that's great number eight there are going to be a lot more additions of guarantees into kind of programs and other you know courses or whatever you want to call some kind of educational learning situation um, to help with certainty. So when we think about buying, and again, coming back to the recession piece, 
when you come back to that, ultimately, when you've got kind of lower appetite to buy, you've then got a higher kind of certainty need. So people then need a real level of certainty in order to make a buying decision. When they're not in a state of real paralysis in terms of money, then it kind of lowers, but it's really heightened at the moment and it will be for a while. So people need that level of certainty and so you're going to see a lot more people adding this in. Now, this panics me from a business perspective because so many people are going to include stuff that they really shouldn't or they shouldn't guarantee or they can't guarantee. We're going to see that really shoots them in the foot 12 months down the line. I'm not against putting guarantees on things. I just think you've got to be so careful and really cleverly thought out and strategic and it has to make sense for both parties, which often it doesn't when people do it. I'm just being honest. It, it often can be a real shit show. But, you know, it's basic human behaviour of, like, people want certainty, people seek out certainty, people are buying certainty, and so, therefore, people are going to add that into their offers to kind of help with the buying process. Number nine, there will be a rise in case studies and buying based off results. Now, what I mean by that is not that people don't do that now, but I mean really interesting, detailed, useful case studies because people want to know depth now, right? People are really immune to being told random statements and so people want to kind of go deeper and understand deeper that doesn't mean that they want to read a massive paragraph on an instagram post that's not what that means it means that they want kind of the nuance the depth the changes the kind of subtle differences in each client or each person that you've helped like they want to kind of see that person is a whole individual being rather than just a figure and a statistic and a number or a quote. So I think that's going to be an interesting one that will continue to grow. Number 10 is going to be, there is going to be a real rise in this pursuit of excellence. Now, I am really happy about that one. However, and I don't want this whole episode to come across as me being cynical or depressing or, you know, passive aggressive. (laughs) try really hard not to be because you know I operate in industries and also work with people in other industries who also experience similar things where it's not really always the best I kind of you know I see a lot of the reality of what actually goes on so the pursuit of excellence I think this is gonna come from really well-meaning place for a lot of people at the end of the day a lot of people are inexperienced and what I mean by that is not in what they're actually doing even It's just about their area of expertise full stop. So there's just this real, like, people will try and become this, like, amazing thing, but then they're not in the first place. And so that becomes very difficult to kind of navigate. Um, And so, but, you know, for the majority of consumers, they won't see it like that. That's just me from a really, like you know, highly intelligent, advanced way of looking at things. For most people, they won't. They'll see it as really buyable and believable and they'll really enjoy it and they will buy massively into it. Um, And so that is going to be a a big thing and there's going to be a lot of talk about that and a lot of talk about legacy and a lot of talk about, you know, how they're this and how they're that. And that is going to kind of cause issues for consumers in terms of buying, but it also will get a lot of people off the fence and will get a lot of people buying. So that's an interesting one. Number 11, this comes back to the idea around human behaviour and basic needs and what people need, but connection and acceptance will increase. So because everyone's having a kind of stressful time, the need for community is there. Yeah, 
So people want connection. They want to connect with people. They also want to be accepted into a group. They want to be accepted by a collective. They want to be accepted by a group of people. What that then means is community is going to be big, but it's going to revolve, right? So it's not just like old school, build a community back in the day and build a business and have a Facebook group and everyone piles in the Facebook group and then you can nurture them, then you can sell them. In my eyes, I'm like, no, I literally, it makes me like kind of cringe. I'm not saying it doesn't work. It totally works. I'm not saying that you can't do it. You totally can. There's some incredible Facebook groups out there that do amazing things. But for the majority of people, like community is really going to shift and evolve. And this idea of community meaning something different is going to happen. And that's exciting. What I'm excited about that is, is to see how people innovate. People will really innovate next year what community means. People will change how people feel acceptance and how they feel connected to one another and that really excites me because I think that there's a need for that we're yearning for that you know like remember the joy of a Facebook group like 10 years ago that was mega yeah but right now that idea and that format of community doesn't really appeal to a lot of people and certainly doesn't really appeal to me but I think there's so much capacity and room for that to grow and to kind of expand and that really excites me. Number 12 is that less is going to be more when it comes to kind of sales pages and building value into programs and things like that. So there's going to be less kind of value packing which what I mean by value packing for those who aren't aware is where people have like the value of everything written on a sales page and they kind of massively ramp it up and times it by ridiculous amount to get people to feel like they're buying something for 997 and it's actually worth like a hundred thousand pounds right that was you know five years ago was everything you had to do to get a sale and now you know things have changed hugely and I think in 2023 that's going to become even more of a thing I had a really interesting situation where we were deciding what are we doing for year of clarity this year we launched year of clarity those of you who haven't seen, you can go to www.madejames.com slash year of clarity to understand what I'm kind of talking about. I, I had a discussion where I was like, well, do we put value? Do we create value on it? Do we not? And what we ended up going with, I mean, throughout the business full stop since the life of it, I have refused to inflate value for the sake of putting it on a sales page. That to me does not feel integrity, does not feel good. So I've never done that. But what we have done is we've put value on before, we've not put value, we've not stated any value. When we build an offer internally in the business before it goes public, we use values in it anyway in terms of how we then price it and how we then pay me for it. There's a whole host of things I do, but that's a separate conversation. So everything has a tender value anyway. It has a cost to the business, it has a cost to me, it has a time cost, it has every like a whole thing that happens essentially that we can go into in a day and so for year of clarity I was like right let's just we already had these values listed out because of this exercise we do internally anyway so I was like let's just run with that and it's it's interesting and that felt good it felt good to me to do that but I do think as 2023 goes on there will be less of that in the sense of some of it will just not have any value at all it's just going to be a price so it's like this is the price this is how much it is I also think we're going to see shorter sales pages I think we've definitely started seeing that this year, but I think we're going to get really short and stripped back and be kind of just very rough and ready because people want that, right? They just want the information. Like, all I want is information. I actually love when someone gives me something that isn't even a sales page. 
and it's just a Google Doc. I love a Google Doc where it's like, this is the thing, this is what it is. You know, here you go, here's the application, here's how you buy, here's how you pay the money. Like, I love that personally. I just find it so easy. I don't want to sit and read a massive long sales page. Obviously, the offer is dependent, but especially if it's like a high ticket offer, I love just like a Google Doc. I just find it very user friendly. And I think that will translate into sales pages, but they'll become a lot more, you know, less fluff is ultimately what I'm saying. 13. Oh, this one sounds quite nasty. I don't mean it to be not nasty, but quite rude. Basically, what I've wrote is I'm being honest on here. (laughs) I've put people trying to be thought leaders and not influencers. Now, what I mean by that is people are going to apply what they have learned in their online business. So a lot of people have, you know, if we look at growth cycles and where people are, there's a hell of a lot of people in the online space who've been in there now for three, four, five, six, seven years. And a lot of them have had a great success. You know, if they haven't, then a lot of them aren't here, full stop. So people are now kind of like feeling quite excited, but often a bit bored and they want to move on to something. And so what happens is they were going to, they're probably going to try and apply it traditional business. So they're then going to kind of reach out and do some traditional or buy a business or partner up or invest in a business or do something around that. And you know, try and use their expertise and show their expertise and probably use it as an exercise on their personal brand to kind of help people understand and be like, hey, look, I, you know, I've built this business and now I'm going to build this business and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've put on here, which I don't know if I should read out, but it says, and probably fail badly, which sounds really awful. But what I mean by that is I am not saying that if you build an online business, you're not building a real business because that is not true at all. Full stop is not true. People are building online businesses that are massive companies that are doing amazing, incredible, unique, amazing things. However, what I will say is there is a difference. And because I work with both online business owners and I work with just random businesses that are like not online and, you know, just really traditional there is a massive shift and a massive difference. Am I saying that you can't do it? No, not at all. Like you totally can do both. But I think it's just going to be interesting to see from a marketing perspective how much people then use that as kind of building authority and building this kind of credibility layer under themselves, which I mean, people like myself will probably see straight through. But for again, other people and other consumers, they won't. They'll see it as amazing and fantastic and will be obsessed with it and yeah that's just a (laughs) that's a thought from me number 14 this is exciting there are going to be a lot of collaborations so 2023 i really feel like it's going to be the year of the collaboration and i think it's going to kind of go on to 2024 kind of the first half of 2024 so what i mean by that is people will kind of join forces collaborate together hook up match their skills kind of really just get connected to each other and this all comes for my opinion this comes back to a number of things one people want connection so what we mentioned before about people want connection i also think business owners want connection so often a lot of us work on our own yeah we might have a team but we we deliver on our own or we work on our own people want connection so there's a point where there's business collaboration where the people actually run the businesses want to collaborate but then there's also this element of people want a good deal right so people in 2023 are going to want a deal especially in this whole financial situation etc like people are going to want a deal so 
part of me is like, yeah, this is gonna kind of roll one way. Um, and it's gonna be that, you know, if you can connect together, often you can make really amazing offers and you can create things that really make sense. And so that's what I kind of think is going to happen. And I think there will be a lot of collaborations. And I think it's a really good thing. I think it can work. I also think it can be completely disastrous and can be really not well done. But I think if it's executed well and it is a good fit, then that's really important. If you want me to do an episode on collaboration and what my advice would be, maybe like drop me a message because I'm happy to do that. Because I do think there's a real not blueprint but there kind of is around like what the do's and don'ts are and where you need to be careful and what you need legally and etc etc because it can go very bad very quickly but it also can be absolutely amazing number 15 is short-term containers are going to be popular so this has kind of started this year really um but you know one-off workshops one-off courses mini courses day events the kind of rise of short-term containers will be big again it comes down to cost a lot of the time although it doesn't have to you know we have short-term containers that are some people would say were rather expensive you know we do a ceo strategy day which is a one-month container um that's eight thousand pounds but you know a lot of people will also be able to facilitate a one-day thing that's like 97 pounds or something so um i think the the, the value of a short-term container will will massively be present and will rise and I think it's kind of nice because I suppose since COVID that's kind of also been a reason why you know this hasn't been able to happen. I will go on though later on about long-term containers and why I think those are going to be like the key players but it kind of matches with the kind of three, four, five we were talking about before about the kind of lower ticket items and the high ticket items. It's that kind of vibe. Number 16 is that there's going to be a deeper connection point in the sales process. So what do I mean by that? This is interesting. So in a normal sales process, what we're going to see, I believe, is real deep, intricate, personalised connection points that are sprinkled throughout the process. So let me give you some examples. That's going to look like sales calls. People are going to actually get on sales calls because I know that's been a whole thing for a few years where people are like, whoa, don't want to get on a sales call. And I'm totally for, like, you don't have to get on a sales call. There's plenty of people I won't get on a sales call for. What I mean by that is like programs or business, like, you know, I have, my time's really bloody precious. So I'm only going to get on a sales call if like, I'm really happy to. Um, But I think that's going to be huge. WhatsApp personal phone messaging. We've definitely seen that happen this year where people are, I mean, again, it's a marketing thing, right? People are like, oh, here's my personal number. I mean, if you've got any sense, you just get a business sim, yeah? It's not going to be their personal number, but whatever. Some people, I'm sure it probably is their personal sim, which, God help you, like, I really don't think that's a great idea. But whatever, <laughs> personal choice. But the whole point of this WhatsApp personal messaging thing is it's about connection. It's about this idea that I've talked about, but everyone wants to feel something. They want to feel accepted. They want to feel part of the crew. They want to get this whole wrapped up in an experience and what is a better way to do that than whatsapp so i can see that video messages going to be big one you know video kind of sales pages sales letters that's going to be really big because how fantastic if you can film something and say hey you know maybe you don't get on sales calls but you do video messages that's going to be big sales magazines also going to rise so what i mean by that is like I say magazines, I mean, it's kind of just like a glorified pamphlet, if you will, or booklet on Canva type thing, but magazines where it goes into depth about 
what you do and the offer and you know what they're going to see basically like instead of having a long ass sales page you have a magazine which means you can flip through pages and it's less of a one long thing and it's more like digestible and easier and much more kind of consumable and you're gonna have kind of multiple touch points so it's gonna be that this sales ex- this sales process and experience becomes an experience it's this whole long kind of thing now do I love this I don't love this idea of dragging it out but it's going to be dragged out anyway for a lot of people there will always be a time and space for the people who are just like yes I'm in let's go and for me in my world they're the people I love because I'm just like yeah I know you're going to get results (laughs) which and the people who drag it out and take ages and take ages to apply not always like you know I don't want to say that everyone then is is a nightmare because they're not at all and I don't work with anyone who's a nightmare full stop like the people who work with me are amazing but I do think there's going to be this need for a a deeper connection and a deeper deeper touch point. Number 17, done for you services bundled together, agency build outs, that is all going to continue to rise. We've sort of started to see that this year at a kind of grassroots level. It is going to get much, much bigger in 2023, 2024, 2025. So definitely something that's going to expand and it's something that as a business we've seen a demand for and seen a need for not hugely but because you know I'm often very clear about what I do and what I don't do but it is something that's going to continue to grow and also this idea of building kind of all-in-one solutions so it's not just about it's I'm not saying here saying that marketing is going to rise that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is this idea of having everything in one places and being able to have everything instead of just having a business coach but you can actually have everything you could possibly need in one solution that's going to be really popular you know building out specific agencies for online businesses or for consultants is going to be huge and consultant firms for consultants like that is all a space that has huge potential people are going to make a lot of money off it people and don't get me wrong it's going to be bloody hard to manage and the reason I say it's going to be hard to manage is it's hard to manage in the day-to-day, but it's also extremely hard to manage from a 24-month-plus perspective on a customer retention rate. It's going to be difficult. It's not impossible. Some people will do a fantastic job and make a hell of a lot of money, but it is going to be very, take a lot of time of backwards and forwards in managing and the the management structure and the leadership structure that's going to have to be set inside of the business will massively impact the profit margin it will work depending on who the client is that they target but yeah I'm not going to get too technical but it's very interesting to watch that grow and to see it because yeah it's, it's a hefty job whoever's taken on that I know people have said to me like oh you should do it and you know there's things that we are doing that isn't public facing that, that does somewhat of that a very small thing of that which will make more sense in 2023 but I am not interested in building this like all singing all dancing massive huge like I have an image for it in my head and I probably would invest in if someone came to me as a business partner I potentially would go down that route but doing it on my own is just an absolute no um it's not it's a no for me but it you know whoever does it and many people will because there's there's room for multiple which is what makes me excited right the the winner of this and I'm saying winner in air quotes is never going to be one company domination it's gonna be you know a real decent like I'm talking like 40 companies that all do the same thing that are all amazing and all excellent and will be stout out with clients so it's not the sort of 
if this is you and you're you're building that good great love it don't be worried about competition because you can have competition and even if they are amazing or better than you you'll still have clients in my opinion but yeah see this is why each of these points could literally be a podcast episode (laughs) but we best keep going so number 18 is that lead times get longer so that's what i was talking about before and you know for customer acquisition so if you think about how long it takes you to get a client and how long it takes for someone to come into your world and see you and know you exist in the world to then buy in hopefully you've got some figures around that and hopefully you know how long that takes and if you don't that's a piece of work you need to do and make that a priority in 2023 that is going to get longer in my opinion it's going to get lengthy and it already has done right this year that that has already happened towards the end of the year definitely but it's going to continue which is why having support and having people like me who do what I do is so key, right? Because I've said this a couple of times of this idea that when people are investing in someone like me, right, for next year, for 2023, the payoff for them will be in 2025, personally, I think. If they can stick at it and they keep, at, like, they are committed to, to doing what I'm telling them to do and they'll keep going at the rate I need them to and that they will commit even when it doesn't make sense to them or they can't see why the hell I'm telling them to do something, that will, I think, be the real kicker because this customer acquisition lead time thing is going to distort a lot of business owners, going to make them really confused, it's going to get people making decisions that are really not right for them. And you can only see that with hindsight, right? And you can see that when you're one step removed and, and that's why I kind of exist and why you know my work will be immensely helpful next year and it's going to really save a lot of businesses ultimately will be what happens and I know if you're listening and you hear me say you know what I tell them to do that sounds very kind of one-sided what I do is a collaborative approach 100% you know I'm not I don't run their businesses they they run their businesses but often you get to a point in business where you know what you do you know that you're great you know you're amazing but you do just want someone to tell you what you think they should do (laughs) And they come back to me and they say, I don't want to do that. Or actually, I want to change that. And what's the other option? Because I can present about four different options and solutions to one kind of roadblock or problem. Um, and they choose which one they want to go with. And then we run with it and expand out from there. But you kind of, I don't know. I, I think people who have an issue with this whole advisory thing of like, oh, I just think that that's very like codependent. It's not codependent. Full stop, it's not codependent because of the way we facilitate and because of and actually we've got a really interesting client testimonial where she talks about this how she when she doesn't need me anymore she can leave and then when she comes back and then she like when she needs me again she comes and she says how like uncodependent it is and how much it makes her think for herself which I get doesn't make sense when you're hearing me say I'm saying them they must do this um but yeah again whole other conversation goodness me this episode I hope you're enjoying it I hope it doesn't just feel like I'm like word vomiting out to you which I technically am but you need to be in my brain this is kind of like a conversation where you're kind of just hearing me in my brain doing my thing so lead times will get longer number 19 is not new and this is gonna continue to happen more and more is people will quit their businesses they're gonna leave the space they are gonna come back I really truly believe people are gonna come back we will see a comeback I think comeback will probably happen in 2024 for a lot of people but the comeback will happen people are often gonna go back to a side hustle and then do work as well and have a job on the side which I think is a great idea can I just say this right I think it's a fabulous idea and so many people 
don't or some many people see it as like a bad thing or they don't see it as good I really think it's great because a lot of the people right a lot of people are not set are not cut out for entrepreneurship 100% like 100% of the time or like the 100% of the income thing and I don't blame them right like it's not a bad thing and I think the quicker we move away from this idea that if you don't do it full-time you're not as much as a worthy business owner it's a load of rubbish right like go and have an amazing job go and have a great career have an amazing well-paid job and make a shitload of money from your business like that is an absolute dream in my opinion like I think that is great I think it's really positive lots of product-based businesses are gonna die and I feel really bad about that and it's really sad we've seen that a lot this year you know the whole kind of covid phenomenon that went on and and the kind of remnants of that now i just think small businesses in general will really struggle and the reason they struggle is because of lack of education lack of knowledge lack of understanding how to run a business lack of all of the things we're talking about in this episode the messaging the market and the full understanding of what the hell they're doing the long-term strategy their growth plans all of this stuff seems so simple and makes so much sense when I am explaining it or when other people are explaining it and I pride myself on being really simple and making things really clear and make total sense but I understand that if you are not constantly doing that or you do not consistently make time and space for that it quickly becomes the hardest thing on earth and it quickly becomes something that you think you're doing and you're not or you think you're really good at and you're actually really shit at. And that is something that's really problematic because it means businesses die and it means businesses are failing and they're not making money and they're costing people money and they're getting into debt and there's like a whole bad thing. So if you're listening to this and you're not part of Year of Clarity, that is a program, it's a 12-month program, we start in January. Um, You can join www.mayjames.com slash yearofclarity. We did the program this year, we had some amazing results, we had some really great feedback, there's lots of feedback available on Instagram, you can see it on um, the sales page, there's some come and talk to me about it if you're unsure but join that program if that speaks to you this idea of like you know that you're just not gonna do the shit you need to do like yeah that's a whole we can talk about you have clarity some other time well you know you have clarity. i think in the last episode we touched on it actually was the episode no two episodes maybe before maybe episode like 38 or something it was titled one thing that you need to do in 2023 or something like that but listen to Year of Clarity because Year of Clarity is really going to help businesses. It's going to really help them not fail, not fall under, not give up. Because I don't say giving up as that it's a bad thing. I just mean because people give up because they can't see any other option. Whereas I'm sat here like, you've got a bloody 10 options, but you don't know what the 10 options are. And whilst I can't, you know, help everyone, you know, on a massively deep level, I can really help people stay the course and, and know what they're doing. So that's really important. Right. Number 20 this is what I was talking about at the beginning so I really believe that there's going to be a shift and a massive shift and a trend in wanting one-on-one work one-on-one support one-on-one connection mentorship deep conversation relationships that have so much depth and understanding this is going to be massive however I actually don't think it'll probably properly happen until 2024 slash early 2025 However, I do think we will start to see that as a narrative and as a kind of shift and as a kind of priority change in 2023. And I'm really excited about this because obviously my business is my business thrives on one-to-one work. That's the work that I have done, even though when everyone's told me I had to go passive and you had to do a group and you had to do this. And you know, we do group stuff and I love semi-passive stuff, but for me, one-on-one is where the massive transformational work is. It's where I do some of my best work for clients. It's where we create insane relationships and 
beautiful businesses and it's a part of my work that is so dear to my heart and so that really excites me because it is going to come around and there will be a shift and you know what I'm very happy to stand and say that the one-to-one work I do was some of the best out there and it's some of the best that small businesses can get because it bloody changes people's businesses and people's lives it's it's massive and their communities and things so I'm very excited about that as you can probably tell number 21 in terms of buying and sales people are gonna again buy more from like real life honest wholesome people just like normal people I think I think people are less interested in this like influencer or show off or like you know just like a whole thing personas like people now are like I just want normal people and I'm like that I just want to feel really connected to someone on a deep level and do really great work so I think it's kind of going to be more about girl next door raw unfiltered vibe that is just really kind of sophisticated as more it's not that I'm saying people want people who like look horrendous or like are not interested in aesthetic because they are interested in aesthetic and aesthetic will always work because it's about aspiration but what I mean is it's less about this like I suppose it's like new money and old money vibe yeah it's like this idea of this more refined more understated kind of approach is gonna come become a lot more kind of pleasing which excites me number 22 is I think there's going to be more apps created with communities inside of them which is really exciting so basically people building out platforms that hold community and a version of community and also probably hold other things in them like for example for specific industries so it might be you know for coaching industry and building these kind of end-to-end coaching platforms which you know so many people have tried to do and with various success and, and none of them have really massively taken off and there's been you know millions of pounds sunk into them it's a really hard thing to get right and it's a really hard thing to do well but I do believe there's a market for it I really really do I think one of the last points is about done all in one platforms and things like there is a need for it but I just think it's really difficult to perfect and to kind of nail but I do think we're going to see more app based things and more kind of communities forming within them Number 23, I believe we're going to have this more, like, the merch culture is going to continue and probably rise again. I think that went through a period of rising and falling. But I think, you know, brands are really going to tap into their the value of their brand and the value that their brand has as an aesthetic and as a lifestyle and as a kind of movement and as a message. And, you know, we talk a lot now in brand strategy about what is the value for the brand, for the customer and the consumer? Like, what does the brand mean beyond whatever it is that they're selling or that their key message is? Like, what is the kind of non-business related function of it? And I think we're going to see that massively come out in terms of of merch. And, you know, we've seen that a lot this year with cafe culture. And cafes have really had a moment of being able to really optimise that, which is fantastic for them because it's become an income stream and a revenue stream that doesn't rely on people often you know in the sense of profit margins and things can be really great and it can really help people stay afloat and stuff and I've definitely helped a couple of clients this year in terms of creating a passive revenue stream via you know merch and things that really make sense and that sell and that it works I'm not saying it's the easiest thing ever it's easy to set up often but um it can be hard to get right and to really nail and be aligned with the brand but I do see that becoming 
bigger and bigger and continue to rise. Number 24, this was something we talked about in the last predictions, I think, the rise of sales teams and people helping with kind of people selling, but it not be the person who owns the business. So basically this idea of how do we outsource sales? Because, you know, there's many people who are running seven-figure, eight-figure businesses and they're still the kind of head of sales and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that per se, but some people don't enjoy it and they don't want to do it. Um, And so... We are going to see the rise in this kind of, you know, the the rise of, of hiring sales assistants and sales teams and how do we make that work longer term, which is the biggest issue everyone has. Again, I think we talked last time about agencies and, you know, done for you sales agencies, which again, I am not doing. Someone else asked me, they're like, why don't you just do it? I'm like, I'm not doing it. Um, I have lots of ideas f- for it, but I am not the one that's going to execute that. Whoever does it and does it well will make a shit ton of money, but it is very difficult to do well. Um, as many people, you know, some people have tried it and, and I, you know, fair up for, for trying, but I think people quickly realise that it is a real mind game. But someone will do a really good job with that. And again, that's another thing where there can be multiple and it's not going to be an issue. So if you are really going on that mission of creating something, good for you because there is plenty of room for it, like massive room and you're kind of creating your own kind of micro industry within that so hats off to you number 25 is the rise in traditional pr being used to show credibility so that is going to really shine in 2023 people are going to really look for other avenues and want to kind of build their business outside of the online space ultimately and they're going to want to kind of feel validated from a different perspective because what happens for a lot of people is they feel, you know, they reach a point where they are validated in the online space and they have success, but then they feel like they're less than, or they feel, you know, this imposter syndrome around real business. And I'm saying that in air quotes, I'm not saying it's not a real business as I've mentioned, but you know, that can be the kind of feeling both internally and externally of the industry. So that is going to be, you know, traditional PR is really going to have a moment again. I mean, not that it's ever gone away, but I think that's going to be utilised a lot more. And PR in general, I think in 2023, we'll have a big movement because at the end of the day, PR is a thing that takes time. Yeah, it takes time, it takes effort. So you've either got to pay someone to do it or you're going to do it yourself, which a lot of people will have a lot more time because they might not be booked out with clients or they might be, you know, streamlining and things. So people are going to have more time to do it. It's not unlike surprise as to why it will boom. It just, it will naturally. That will be something that happens. Number 26, LinkedIn will continue to grow massively. I truly believe this. It's it's really going to be massive. I'll share with you actually an anecdote because you might find this interesting and I'm happy to share it. So LinkedIn was on our thing that we had to do this year. It was like a really big thing. I have quite a big following over there, but I don't, we, we don't actively utilise it. We don't sell through it. We don't, the whole things that we don't use, basically just like hemorrhaging money from not using it. But it there's a whole host of reasons why we haven't got there yet, um, which I'm happy to share in another episode. But yeah, LinkedIn is massive potential, huge, huge potential. And it's not just for traditional kind of B2B. So if you're doing something that isn't B2B, please do not think that you, you know, can't use it. Um, so many people in a whole host of bizarre industries can use it and they use it really, really well. And actually, if, if you are a bit obscure and you have got something different, that does so well on LinkedIn. 
And if you're looking for smart, intelligent people, or you're looking for people who have, you know, money to spend, then often it's a great place to start. So yeah, LinkedIn's going to be massive and going to continue to grow. And I think LinkedIn will continue to grow for like years and years and years. It's such an untapped platform. It's such a kind of goldmine of money, essentially. Like that's just waiting for people to be found and connected. And it's a fantastic platform. That's really nice, actually, that it hasn't been kind of overtaken or it hasn't kind of gone down a weird circle like it's a really great you know market and option in my opinion and I think so many people can utilize it who aren't at the moment which is us included it is very much <laughs> on the list for 2023 for us as a business which is I'm excited about it's been frustrating because the person who's like the visionary and the person that like sees all the things like we've had a strategy for LinkedIn written for <laughs> I mean nearly a year now um but we haven't been able to execute on it and that's okay. And yeah, hopefully that shows you that it's okay if you can't do everything that you want to do because I'm sat here saying, yeah, I haven't. And I've still got a team and we still don't get there because if we don't get there, we don't get there. And I refuse to push at a rate that is unsustainable or that doesn't make sense logistically and strategically for wider vision and, you know, wider things we're going after. Anyway, let's keep going. So number 27 i hope you're not finding this boring i hope you're enjoying it and if you are please screenshot and share on social and tag us i love seeing when you are listening to the podcast where you're listening to it i know some people that are walking or in the gym or you're wrapping presents maybe or whatever i really love seeing that so feel free to to tag us so number 27 is that there's going to be a real increase in a desire to expand out of the online space which I've mentioned yeah and and kind of expand into traditional industries and that is something that will be an innate feeling for a lot of entrepreneurs because they're like well what's next and people get bored and that's okay there's nothing wrong with saying I'm bored of my business people get quite scared and they come to me often when they're at that point you know I work with people some people have been doing it for like 10 years 15 20 years and they're like John I need to do something else and whether that's they're in a traditional industry and they want to convert to an online business or it's the other way around and either way it makes sense right it's human nature and it's intrigued to want to kind of continue that and, and continue growing um number 28 is there is going to be an increase in the sustainability rhetoric around profit sharing so hear me out on this one and I don't want to come across as really negative on this but I just want to let's go into it and hopefully I won't anyway (laughs) so sustainability is obviously really important for businesses across the world no matter what size you are it's very very important and there's so much you know sustainability and what I mean with that is from the eco side of things not just when I talk about sustainable business I mean in terms of sustainable growth what I'm talking about now is is more about the world and the environment and you know the things surrounding that it's not just the environment there is going to be an increase in that kind of talk and that kind of ideology which is great there is also going to be the shift around profit sharing so there's going to be this idea of do we share money do we not and then also this whole b corp thing is going to be huge so b corps are going to continue to rise i think more people are going to try and become one who never would have been previous but now actually like well why not let's see if we can get it and why not give it a go um there's more small businesses i think going to adapt a lot of the b corp mentality and the b corp kind of ideology which is really exciting and and, you know can be really positive and then there's this profit sharing thing which what that means is sometimes people will choose like a charity of the month or they you know just share they have a set thing where they you know 10 percent of their profit every month goes to x 
non-for-profit organisation. And I don't know whether now is the right time for me to share what I think on that. Um, I think that's fantastic if you do that, but I also have a lot of issues around it in terms of people do it far too soon in their journey and people do it and it doesn't make sense. But that, yeah, this is not the episode for that. But if you do do that, then great. Like, congratulations, that is amazing. Um, And I think it's going to continue to rise. Do I think that that is a solution? No, is ultimately my response, but that's not for me to kind of... That's a whole kind of worms that are opening that it should definitely be a podcast episode in itself. What I want to say is if you're listening to this episode and thinking, God, have I got to do that? You don't. You full stop do not. And you do not have to donate your profit. And um, yeah, there's a whole host of research and reasoning to not. But I'm also not discouraged. I don't want you to discourage. And if you do this and you feel really passionate about it, like, great, like... I think it's important that there's, you know, everyone has an opinion and everyone has different ways of looking at it and different options. But yeah, let's let's maybe circle back to that in 2023 because I think that could be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Right. Let's do one more and then let's do two parts because this is getting quite long <laughs> and it is currently very late in the evening slash early morning uh, while I'm recording this. So number 29 is the power of the retreat is gonna rise and thrive again once again you know 2022 we managed people started doing retreats again which is fantastic obviously covid managed to kind of calm down 2023 is going to be bigger and better than ever i think retreats are going to be massive uh i have very mixed opinions on retreats you know good and bad there's different kind of needs of why you'd have what take one and be one and you know things but that is definitely gonna be a big thing on people's agendas people want community people want to get away they want to see the world they want to travel they want to escape whatever shit's going on in their life they want to expand and for most people to get out of a physical space is so necessary otherwise it just won't happen it is powerful stuff if you are hosting a one congratulations i'm sure it's going to go really well and i think as long as you position it right you should find it really quite easy to sell i I'm excited for you if you go, you know, if if maybe your whole business is a retreat. I know for some people they run whole, you know, retreat businesses and that is their thing. So yeah, retreats will continue to be a big thing and they will thrive. And I think they will go through a process of, you know, refinement. And, I, you know, that refinement is probably going to come in 2024. But yeah, the kind of retreat situation will, will continue to rise, which is exciting. I'm going to leave it there because it is late and you can come back next week for another episode because we've still got, uh, how many? Like 25 (laughs) to go. (laughs) We've still got a lot. We're kind of like halfway there, just over halfway. So yeah, let's leave it there. But I will, you know, continue on trying to think what else is to go through. Oh, there's some good stuff coming up. Yeah, there's, there's good things to come. So definitely tune in next week yes very exciting so i will speak to you next time have a lovely christmas if you're listening to this pre-christmas i hope you get a chance to rest and to have a really nice time with the people that mean something to you and and mean a lot to you Uh, i know this time of year can be really difficult for people and i myself this year are definitely having a kind of new christmas and a christmas that is not a traditional one in the sense of what i've ever done before And you know, it can be really bloody hard. So I'm just sending a big hug and a big kind of dollop of love to you and your family 
and I hope it can be peaceful and safe and enjoyable to some degree and that you have fun and that you let your hair down and maybe you rest and you sleep because I know we're all knackered (laughs) it's the end of 2022 we are all absolutely knackered we've had a long year and a lot of us have achieved a hell of a lot and we've really grafted our asses off and pushed and made the unthinkable happen and done all the stuff that we didn't know if we were going to do so congratulations and I just want to remind you to celebrate what you have achieved this year and, and to really you know acknowledge it for what it is because it's really really huge so yeah that's all from me if you've enjoyed the podcast this year we're now 41 episodes in I really appreciate if you could review leave a review on whatever platform you listen to this on five stars would be lovely a comment would be lovely I really do appreciate your kind of support and sharing it I I feel passionate about putting out this style of content this long-form content every single week um, and giving you this this free powerful resource that you know is worth a hell of a lot and can really help and I love reading I know some of you are so you know really generous with your time and have messaged me and have kind of told me what it's helped you to do or that you do listen every week and it's part of your routine and you really find it useful so thank you for sharing that it's for creators if you know many of you will be creators yourselves but if you're not um and you're just you know a listener and you don't create content and there's a lot of time goes into it <laughs> there's a lot of effort um and it's very lovely when someone does say oh I, I really you know enjoy it so thank you for listening this year I, I so immensely appreciate it we've had an excellent year on the podcast the podcast launched the honest business podcast launched this year it has been a wild ride since then we you know have made charts and we have been listened to in many 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 countries and way more than I ever thought or expected this kind of soon in so thank you I appreciate your ongoing support and we will be back in 2023 I'm going to get this other episode the other part of this out so actually you might have yeah you you probably will have another episode to listen to before the new year after that we are going to take a break just to kind of chill out a bit but fear not because make sure you're subscribed because there's going to be some epic episodes coming in the new year they're all planned out and there's some really cool ones I'm gonna walk you through I do we explain this well hang on let's give you the short version I make a hell of a lot of goals every year like a crazy silly amount some of you will be like this is stupid and then I'm gonna go through and tell you specifically how many of them I've actually hit um, which I've never ever done before and it feels quite personal but I've you know I've, I've worked out that I am comfortable with doing it and we found a way of like making it work for everyone and I think you're going to really enjoy that episode so yes that is coming up there is you know a lot of kind of end of year episodes and stuff coming in January for you so there's a lot to look forward to with the Honest Business podcast and yeah just want to say thank you once again have an absolutely gorgeous Christmas stay safe and I will speak to you in 2023 take care bye Thanks for listening to the Honest Business Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you are subscribed. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating and review. To catch up with all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at may.james underscore, where I share the raw, uncut, behind-the-scenes reality of what running multiple businesses every day truly looks like. As always, links and any resources that were mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes below. That's all for this episode and I look forward to seeing you next time.